In the 21st century, a weapon will be invented like no other. This weapon will be powerful, versatile, and indestructible. It can't be reasoned with. It can't be bargained with. It will feel no pity, no remorse, no pain, no fear. It will have only one purpose, to return to the present and prevent the future. This weapon will be called the Terminator. You're dead, honey. What day is it? The date? 12th May, Thursday. What year? Assigned to protect you. You've been targeted for termination. Why does it want me? Why me? Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Terminator. Your future is in its hands. And welcome to another episode of the Heart Guide Media Podcast. Today we are covering 1984's The Terminator, directed by James Cameron. And this is going to be a fun one for several reasons, but we're not going to waste any more time. I'm going to get into it right now with our co-hosts, Sean Henderson, Eric Tyler, and Brian Tyler. And let's jump in right now. You've been targeted for termination. And here we are. The Heart Guy Media Podcast, The Terminator. 1984 is our subject slash topic today. Obviously, we're all big fans of this. We grew up loving all films of the 80s. Being 90s kids, we were blessed to have all these all these great movies from the 80s be available to us via VHS in the mid-90s, early 90s, whatever you want to call it, when we all discovered most of these films. But let's talk uh, real quick. And uh, before we dive into the film itself, let's everyone talk about what their first uh, experience with the Terminator was. Because I can tell you, I'll start off actually, I believe I saw Terminator 2 first. And then I I had to go back and and watch Terminator after seeing Terminator 2. Terminator 2, obviously, coming out in 91, was huge. Um, And I remember watching that one first and having to go back maybe a year, two years, three years after I saw that one and watch the Terminator. Uh, So I saw T2 first. That was my introduction into the franchise, if if that's what we're going to call it. Um, But at the time, you know, before... All this, uh, you know, I was introduced to Terminator 2 first. Uh, and then going back and finding that one, and I always thought it was, you know, not as good, but I think it's risen up to a different level where it's it's rate maybe a cut under T2. But it's 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 
a cut under T2 is is high. Let's let's be real here. What about you guys? When was the first time you guys actually was the first time you've seen Terminator? Uh, I have a very vague memory of my parents ran it from Showbiz Video in Oneida. Uh, Terminator 1. But I'm pretty sure I'm the same boat as you. Where uh, I think my mom bought the VHS tape of Terminator 2 at Ames. That's how I got into it. Nice. What about you, Brian? 2003. So I was actually like a teenager when I first saw it. Um, Sean showed them to me. Hello. I, they probably on his VHS tapes. I saw one and two before we went to see Terminator. Is everything okay? Yep. Before we went to see Terminator 3 in the theater. Nice. So I did watch one and two in order. Yes. Do you remember, like, what was the age? Do you, Can you put an age on it? How old was I in 2003 and what's the date that Terminator 3 came out? Uh, I was kind of referring to, like, Sean, who oh. didn't really oh, give, I'm like, sorry. a oh, for, specific oh, year. Sorry. And do you remember, it was a, it had been 90s then, right? It was definitely, like, the early 90s, because, let's see, I don't want to make this story depressing, but my dad passed in 96, so it was either 96 and younger. So I'm going to say, like, what, four, four or five. Okay. What about you, Eric? What was, the, what was your first introduction to 1984's The Terminator? Uh, well, like like all of you, I think, said, uh, I actually saw Terminator 2 first. Uh, it was introduced to me by my uh, cousin, uh, Dave, who was uh, always showing me movies and I was hanging out with a lot. Um, so after I'd seen Terminator 2, um, obviously finding out there was an original, you know, the first one, I, I went out. And I don't remember, I think I, I think I, similar thing, we rented a VHS uh, with some friends and watched it. I was probably like, I was probably right around 13, 12, 13, something like that, um, when I saw the first one. I was a little bit younger when I saw when, when I saw Terminator 2. I think it came out, like you said, what, I was six years old when it came out, so um, obviously didn't see it when it came out. But Again, um, speaks to the power of how big and gigantic Terminator 2 was. For sure. I mean, Terminator 2 obviously was like, and I'm sure at the time of its release was like ginormous. I mean, with... Arnold and and you know how great the uh, the first one did with James Cameron and everything like that. So I'm sure it was like a huge thing. So Terminator Two, seeing it was a big thing, and I didn't even realize uh, that it was you know that it, I mean obviously two, but I never had seen the original. So um, so yeah, it was pretty, it's really cool sometimes when you when you see a film and then it helps you discover earlier stuff like that. Oh, for sure. Um... So this was a '84 is a is like was a perfect time for a movie like this. I think uh, you know we were getting a lot of film action films at the time, um, and it kind of laid the groundwork for a lot of uh, science fiction esque action films. I think that would that came after. I mean, if you, I mean. You talk RoboCop. There's definitely a Terminator influence in RoboCop. Yeah. Uh, you know, big big movies of the '80s. Uh, so much, so much, so many different science fiction action films. I think they owe a lot to Terminator. I feel like Terminator kicked off kind of the cyborg thing. Obviously, you got Cyborg a few years later with Jean Claude Van Damme. 
uh, Universal Soldier, things like that, where they're mixing in, you know, artificial intelligence into these action films. Chopping Mall. Chop, Chopping Mall. That was, what was Chopping Mall was 84 too, I think, or 86, right? Mm-hmm. 86, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's no doubt that, like, in the 80s, they became obsessed with what the future was going to be like. Technology was going to be so advanced, you know. Back to the Future was saying in, in 2015, we'd be on fucking hoverboards and I, I the, cu- fucking hoverboards. the cubbies would have won in the fucking pennant, and, which they did in 2016, but... Actually, yeah, that did work. Actually, that was that did line up then, right? They, didn't they win twenty sixteen? No, no, yeah, they won a year at year late. They were a year late, but we don't uh, have, we don't have a Jaws nineteen. Yeah, we don't have Jaws nineteen. Uh, Carlos from Freddy's Dead isn't yelling at anybody for the hoverboard not working on water, um, <laughs> and no one has bionic bionic plants like like uh, Griff did. Uh, but regardless, I mean, I think maybe even some of the Terminator stuff maybe have even leaked in during the filming of, because I think they were filming Back to the Future when Terminator came out. So there might have been an influence there too, who knows? Uh, but, uh, anyway, we'll dive kind of right into the film. I feel like this film could, the alternative title of this film could have been Ass Naked in the 80s because we get two great asses at the beginning of this film. Mr. Michael Bean played Kyle Reese. We see his ass comes through parallel dimension, transport, uh, as well as Arnold. Arnold, I'm going to say this right now, Arnold, best body of all time in Hollywood. Action, the the action hero, period, body. I'm surprised because you hear Jean-Claude Van Damme fan. Well, I mean, as far as being a super buff fucking, I mean, Van Damme's way more talented than Arnold as far as, as far as his abilities in, you know, martial arts and things like that. Yes. Uh, but body, I mean, Arnold had the body of bodies, especially, you know, 84. He's coming off the heels of the Conan the Barbarian films. Actually, I think Conan the Destroyer was 85, I think, maybe? With Tina Turner. Um. I think, um. Grace Jones. Grace Jones, Grace Jones. I mean, I, I She was in Beyond Thunderdome, actually. The only person who maybe, the only person who maybe came close was, uh, Stallone in in a couple films, for sure. Yeah, Stallone was had more the you know the cut really lean body. Arnold was just a beefcake extraordinaire. I didn't know we were going to be talking about the body so much, or else I would have taken more notes. Well, you can yeah yeah was Arnold's dick that we saw as because obviously Kyle Reese or, or the Terminator shows up. Kyle Reese shows up transported through the space age of fuck. Uh... Now, was that was that Arnold's actual dick? I think it's Arnold's cock. Yeah, I well, <laughs> I have no Sean Relish saying that so much it was it was very entertaining. I no one's really said otherwise. They did show it was just a swinging too. Yeah. They did show penis once in a while back in the seventies and eighties. Um, even today, I mean, maybe yeah. Um. But regardless, uh, yes, they, so, 
just we're running through the fine points. We're not going to comb through the entire film because this is more just a fun run through. Uh, obviously, Arnold encounters the punks. Yes. Of course, R.I.P. Bill Paxton, uh, a, a cam, a friend of Cameron from from college, I believe he was. Uh, so I often cast in Cameron films. Uh, yeah, they were they were really tight. Yeah, yeah. Um, then you got the guy from Cobra. Oh wait, maybe it wasn't Bill Paxton. No, no, I'm sorry. I know Bill Paxton and Cameron were tight. Yes, but Michael Bean and James Cameron were oh, were college friends actually. Uh, so I was mistaken there, but regardless, yeah. Uh, so Bill Paxton and uh, Brian Thompson. Thompson. Brian yeah, Thompson. Some, I mean, yeah, we got from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, oh, the right. show. Buffy, Fright Night Two. Fright Night Two, yeah. Uh, Mortal Kombat uh, Annihilation. And he, yeah, he played Shao Kahn. Yeah. Uh, but he he actually looked thin, like th- obviously thinner and younger. And this is only two years before Cobra. And in Cobra, he was uh, he was beefy. He was uh, he was a little beefcake. And in Cobra, he was a uh, Jack City, and obviously, when you see him in things like Fright Night and Cobra, uh, or Fright Night Two, excuse me, and Cobra, yeah, he was uh, he was more uh, juiced up, so maybe Arnold got him on the good stuff. <laughs> I, love, I love that we're dedicating so much to the body types. I feel like this movie showed you the great bodies of all of a few different well, men. Well, I mean, yeah, we got to talk about obviously it. Obviously, they want you. To... We got um, Linda Hamilton's breasts <clears throat> as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, they definitely want to obviously showcase Arnold. Like, I'm sure they could have wrote some sort of uh, script without him being bare naked at the beginning. I'm sure, but uh, of course they wanted. Uh, I mean, obviously they wanted to showcase. Him, yeah, so, but yeah. I would have loved to have been in a movie theater and saw this in '84 because I want to know if <clears throat> if the Jen and the Bridgets of the world stood up and started just wooing and clapping. <laughs> no. My wife. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if I grew up in that time period and I was 18, 19 years old and I saw Arnold Dong and I was, I would have been as big of a fan of Arnold as I am now if I was back then, if I were alive, what? four years, <laughs> four years before, I probably would have stood up and gave it the old let me in woo too. Oh. Dick size. Anyway, so fast forward to Lyndall Hamilton. We see her. Sarah Connor. She plays Sarah Connor. The Sarah Connor. Uh, the mother of the resistance, if as it were. But uh, we see that she's a, you know, she's a, she works in a diner. She's a waitress. Something that stood out to me is everyone in this diner, except for her and the, you're dead, honey. That girl, everyone else is an asshole extraordinaire. The fucking people that are bitching at her about the food. The little kid who puts, like, the ice cream in her pocket, she should have just slugged that little kid right in the mouth right then. No, the fact that, I think it was, like, his dad. He was like, ah, I should tip you instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's very true to life because people... That's exactly how some people are, for sure. People suck that much sometimes. 100%. Uh... Yeah, and I also, some notes I had were, fuck that kid. Um, Also, and then we get, uh, so the Terminator is out killing, uh, you know, he's killing the Sarah Connors. Like, he's going through the fucking phone book. uh, I I felt bad for the first Sarah Connor to go. She was just like, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, just Sarah Connor. Yes, then just just Oscar. Sarah Connor. I feel bad for the random Sarah Connors that had no idea why this dude showed up and just. I mean, if you're gonna get wasted, Arnold could have at least showed the dong beforehand. I'm surprised we're not talking about the Dick Miller campaign. Well, I'm just getting, getting there. I can see it. In this oh, I don't see his notes. I'm sorry. Yes, but yes. Uh, I, didn't think, I didn't think we were going through the entire movie. We're just kind of hitting the fine points. You well, know? Can I just you say always talk about Dick Miller. Okay? The bodies, the dongs, the dicks. Can I just say? Yeah. The Dick Millers. Imagine opening your door and someone's like, Sean Henderson, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> just shoot you. I guess I tap. I tap. That's the thing, though. It's happened. I guess you'd be dead before you could think about it. I don't know. I just feel. That one Sarah Connor just looked like a sweet lady, sweet old lady. Little, little thing. Did uh, Phil's Gumar uh, Ukrainian? <laughs> okay, Dick Miller. Uh, Dick Miller, the arms dealer in the yeah. gun shop. Yep. And yeah, uh, that's probably the most most tragic death. Yeah. Oh yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, he, he was, did not. He was jacked up. Well, no one deserved it. <laughs> Everyone deserved it. But Dick Miller was being very helpful. There was no yeah. reason, right? Yeah, but Terminator did not want to fucking hear that there was a wait on the handguns. Fuck no. that. We can take the rifle yeah. from today. Like a two-week wait. Instead well, of just trying to reason with him. Shooting him is not going to get him... Well, he's probably pissed because he's going to get that plasma rifle. Something I skipped over. Emotions. When Kyle Reese first got transported into the year 1984... We need to talk about my favorite shoe of all time is featured. The Nike Vandal <laughs> is featured prominently as Kyle Reese sizes his foot up and steals the homeless man's pants, too. That fucking weirded me out. Like that was the most disgusting, gag-worthy thing in any film ever. I literally thought about it last night. Nothing has made me fucking more disgusted than the beautiful <laughs> Michael Bean putting on fucking dirty-ass hobo pants. Those pants probably smell like shit. Uh... But I mean, he had to do what he had to do, though. Uh, yeah, I know, but mm-hmm. at that point, just let it swing. Also, he would have looked really fuck. That would have been a fashion statement to run around with your dong swinging with the Nike Vandals on. <laughs> but he sizes up the Vandals. They're my favorite fucking shoe ever. And those Nike Vandals did come out as, like, uh, a special edition a few years ago as the Terminator Nike Vandals, but uh, being black and silver. But they're also... Like that nylon, the tongue's nylon, as a lot of Nike tongues were nylon in the 80s. Um, and the rest of the shoe was canvas. So it was, I believe, I, they might have used horse glue back then for the Nikes. But yeah, there was no leather on the shoe. So uh, that uh, would appeal to vegan slash vegetarian people that would uh, be into that. But uh, yeah, the Nike Vandal, uh, one of my favorite Nike shoes of all time. If not, the I would lo- I, that shoe needs to come back. Any thoughts on the Nike Vandal, Eric? Is, it, is that today's uh, sponsor? Yeah, I mean, I liked them. They always reminded me of like a cross between like a dunk and a, a blazer. Yeah, and they got that strap up top. I'm not. I got cankles, so I'm not much for the strap, but uh, they're a great shoe for sure. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, how badass is Kyle Reese though? You can't tell me one Michael Bean isn't a fucking action star. Two, he isn't great looking. Three, he ain't a great actor because he is. And he's just the fucking man. Wait, he's, he's, great, he's great in Aliens. He's the fucking man. He is very badass in, or, in a very real way. Yes, yes. He isn't like, yeah, he isn't like, uh, it never feels like he's acting. I feel like if I met Michael Bean right now, he would kind of be the same way. I feel yeah. like the, he, that's how who he is. He could just, you could watch him 
peel potatoes, slice some tomatoes, and it it would be badass. Right, yeah. Sean? Yes. Has, it, has anyone met him? He's been at some cons, right? Has I don't think any that we've no. been to he hasn't been at. I know he's done a couple. The recent ones he's done, I think he did Horror Hound not too long ago. Was obviously. he going to be at Monster Mania, the one that we didn't go to? He was going to be at this Monster Mania. No, he wasn't. You sure? No. I don't, I don't think he was. No. Was so I thought he was. No, he, uh, he would have definitely been on my list, and I was only meeting Sean Cunningham at that point. I would have never passed up Michael Bean. But Please, let's not bring up uh, Monster Mania. Why? That was a great weekend. I like to hang out. Yeah, but we didn't I'm go to Monster Mania. We missed, you know, the last one got canceled. It was really upsetting. Uh... So yeah, uh, yeah, all the Saracanas are getting killed. I do like that we get to see a lot of uh, phone booths in here. Yeah, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of phone booths. Obviously, phone something. Books. Why'd you give me that look? No, I didn't even think about phone booths, but I I love phone booths. My dad used to bowl every Friday night, <laughs> and you know how there was a phone booth in the back of the bowling alley. Yeah, make sure you speak louder though, because we only got one mic. So, I used to just hang out in that that phone booth. It was my home while my dad was bowling. So you were like the so you were like the homeless guy in Adventures <laughs> of Babysitting. Insane. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're in my house. I don't. Um, I would just like put money in and call my friend, and then I would do some prank calls by myself. It was normal. Nice. Uh. So yeah. So, uh, yeah, so he's hunting, the Terminator's hunting for Sarah Connor, uh, finally gets to her residence and wastes her girlfriend and her girlfriend's boyfriend. Yes. Uh, but something, I, a thruple? I didn't even realize. Not really, but they could have been. Uh, the something. Boyfriend, uh, he wasn't going to take off his boss was teeth. Top yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, rewatching it, I was like, I recognize this motherfucker from somewhere. And, uh, oh, Rick Rossovich? Rick you Rick. knew his name. <laughs> yeah. I love that? Rick Rosovich. Or Rosovic. I don't Rick, know. Rick Rosovich. He yeah. was Slider in Top Gun. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, that was his best known. That's what his best known role is. But that scene was great because it's something I would love to try. Sex with a Walkman. She's got the Walkman on while they're having sex. She wanted her own soundtrack. That's like that's like the people that wear the their their beats when they're getting tattooed. They want to have their own experience that has nothing to do with the other person. Sex well, and I mean, music was Walkmans very. Walkmans were like so huge in the late '80s and the '80s and the '90s. So. But who puts one on while you you're know. doing it? And also, like, well, it reminds me of that scene in Friday the Thirteenth Part Six where. They're doing it to this song, and they can't stop doing it until the song's over. I feel like it was just a big, commonly used joke back then, like sex to music, even though it's completely... I would have loved to have known what she was listening to. I picture her listening to maybe Oingo Boingo, Only a Lad, or or maybe like, uh, I don't know. I think she was listening to um, Breaking the Chains. I don't know. I Never Cry by Alice Cooper. Something sad. I don't think that's, that was out. In... This is a sad fuck. That was from the 70s. What album is that from? I don't know the specific album. That was a 70s song, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, regardless. Uh, yeah. The nightclub scene. Great scene. I wonder if that influenced the Fright Night scene. It just... 
because it came like a year later, so not too far after, and it just seemed very reminiscent. You know, the Fright Night scene obviously yeah. coming after that Fright Night scene, and in hindsight now seems reminiscent of that Terminator nightclub. Well, nice thing about that scenes. one. You can go. I'm sorry, you go. No, no, no. Make sure you talk this way, guys, because you're talking at each other. I was just going to say that nightclub scenes and slow motion and the two combined, very popular in the 80s. Um, I know, I know. I've never seen Cruising, but I know it was done in Cruising. Um, I had never seen Cruising either, surprisingly. Yeah, but for some reason I've seen, like, people post clips, okay? Um... Slow motion nightclub. Any me, Sean, and John Riggler used to talk about it. Eighties nightclub scenes are amazing. They There's are. just something about makes you want to go to a nightclub. Modern day nightclub scenes don't make you feel like that. No, modern day nightclub scenes make you fear being assaulted, raped, uh, drugged, and it's just so loud. All right, Sean, what were you gonna say? And oh. the music's terrible. Oh, I was going to say, I had the same thought when I watched it this past Tuesday that... The Fright Night. I was like, man, this really reminds me of uh, Fright Night. Yeah. Uh, it might just be because there were two movies filmed close together, and it was... It was the 80s, so... Uh, 80s. I'm sorry. But we get the Kyle, the line that is huge, one of the lines that is huge and is in pop culture from Kyle Reese is the first person that say, says it. Which I think a lot of people get confused and With think Arnold. that because Arnold says it as a as you know a, a refresh as a as a throwback to the first movie when he says "Come with me if you want to live" in T two, but it's a Kyle Reese line. I'm and not I, gonna lie, I'm with a sonic noob. I didn't realize that until this past Tuesday. Really? Yeah, like I just never it went always in my head every time I watched. See it. I, that right there is a perfect example. You're a fan of the Terminator franchise. And you you realize like oh shit that's a Kyle Reese line because that's how ingrained like everyone is to doing that line in Arnold's, Arnold's voice. voice and that speaks to the power of that sequel too. Uh, but yeah, it's a Kyle Reese line. Uh, but yeah, cyborgs were like a big thing in the eighties. I feel like this kick this definitely kickstarted the cyborg thing because we got fucking cyborg cops, cyborg fucking killers. And cyborgs were very 80s because it was artificial intelligence. Like I said, the 80s were obsessed with what the future intelligence artificially was going to be like. Obviously, did I'm sure in 1984, everyone would be really impressed with what the fucking iPhone does now. But we're also fucking... <laughs> we've come so far in certain things, but we're still fucking... Idiots and, and other I'm things. I'm pretty sure we've gotten dumber as technology got better. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the whole thing is, you know, artificial intelligence takes over and the human mind... Uh, yeah, I feel like everything I know... I think we're becoming self-aware right now, like Skynet. Oh everything I know that's not movie or music knowledge, I feel like I learned from Googling it on my phone. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty... It says a lot about me. But yeah, uh, another thing, I, I you only see it in one instance, but when Arnold's uh, calling in the car and he changes his voice, yeah, uh, I guess I didn't really even think about it. I, I, I obviously know the scene, but it's so I'm so it's so synonymous with the way he the T uh, T hundred the the no the T one thousand how the T one thousand can more is liquid metal. 
uh, and he can morph into other people and other voices and other things, that I completely forgot that the T-800 can do that. Obviously, I know the T-800 in T-2 uh, does, changes his voice, yeah. Wolfie, you know, to that line. Uh, and we will be covering Terminator 2 next month, just so you know. These same four people will be talking about Terminator 2, and that one is going to be a fun one, too. Your foster parents are dead. Uh, but yes, uh, but yeah, so we're getting, like, the groundwork laid with Kyle and, and Sarah, you know, earlier we got, you know, Kyle pretty much broke it down, uh, to, what are you laughing at? Your, some of your notes. Oh, Calm down, keep going. Uh, so Kyle, you know, we get the great line, it can't be reasoned with, it can't be bargained with, you know, it has no pain, it has no remorse. Uh, you know, he pretty much lays it out to her that what this thing is. And the cops are in the fucking station laughing at him and all that shit. You know, obviously Lance Hendrickson, uh, not his first, uh, or not his last, I guess I should say, James Cameron appearance, obviously appeared in Aliens alongside of, uh, Mr. Michael Bain, too. But, um... Who's the other actor? He was a cop in like 700 other things oh, okay so it's kind of like carla winslow yeah i can't think of his name but i know his name uh but yeah that so they're all laughing at him because kyle's story is so elaborate and well thought out um and we get the we get the introduction of that psychiatrist dick who is more his role is more memorable in t2 yeah. but the psychiatrist that goes on to uh you broke my arm in, in T2. <laughs> that guy. Uh, I I just feel... We're so, like, close to just jumping into T2 and just talking about how the amazingness of T2. But I want us all to rewatch T2 because T2 is going to be an extensive conversation. Not that this one isn't. Uh, but, yeah, that psychiatrist is a goddamn dick. Lance is fucking great. And I love that, like... It's so funny. They're, like, laughing at... Uh, uh, they're treating fucking poor Michael Bean's character, oh, Kyle Reese. Yeah, well, they're treating him like he's fucking Chunk uh, from the Goonies calling up the fucking police station <laughs> with all the stories. Like, this motherfucker ain't Chunk. He's fucking Kyle Reese, motherfucker. He's the father of the resistance. Uh, but yeah, uh, another iconic scene, probably the, one of the most iconic scenes in the movie, is Arnold's surgery in the after the shootout and the fucking... You know, the the big fucking plow down with the, the car chase and everything <clears throat> is Arnold's surgery on his arm and on his face with his eye in the hotel room. That's one thing I want to bring up. Like, Stan Winston's, like... Oh, yeah, we got... effects so good. Yeah, Stan Winston, obviously, uh, an- another... Uh, often, I think, now, uh, isn't overlooked, but he's kind of... He's kind of left out when we start talking about amazing special effects. And I know some people would see like Arnold's face, like the the cl- the the latex and yeah. stuff over the metal, the metal uh, animatronics. animatronics and stuff, and be like, "Oh yeah, it doesn't look great." I think it looks great for the time. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think it looks awesome. It looks creepy. Arnold looks creepy in that scene, and he looks creepy throughout the rest of the film. Yeah, because like his skin's like decaying and shit, and it's like flies on. His yeah, face. yeah, yeah. Um. The thing is, is it looks so much better than what was coming out when we were, like, teenagers. Right, right. Because when we were in high school, CGI was in a bad place. (laughs) Yeah. The the way they would have done that scene in, like, 2004, 
would have been really, really, really bad. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt, it would have been bad, but... Yeah, that. Uh, Stan Winston obviously goes on to work with uh, creating my probably my favorite monster makeup in all of horror. Uh, Stan Winston goes on to work with Lance Hendrickson in Pumpkinhead and creates Pumpkinhead. I think that's my favorite monster creation with makeup ever is Stan Winston's Pumpkinhead. Yeah. Um, he uh, did the, the penguin in Batman Returns, yes, I think. Yes, yeah. He also did dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Yeah, I mean it's, it's fucking Stan Winston, goddamn yeah, god. It's, it's like you said though, like he, I mean he just gets overshadowed, but obviously it's such amazing work, you know. But yeah. it's kind of a shame actually. Uh, yeah, his his resume is fucking second to none. Uh, and I I know uh, Rick Baker was a huge student of Stan's too, and, and Rick one hundred percent credits Stan. Uh, to him getting his start and calling Sam up and talking to his wife. And that's how Rick Baker really broke in, was talking to Sam on the phone, just cold called the motherfucker. That's insane. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, Rick Baker was on uh, Mark Marin's podcast when he put out his Metamorphosis book that is his entire filmography through his all of his effects the effects he started when he was a kid it's pictures of his effects that he started when he was a kid all the way up to the most recent thing he's done and it's a big thick extensive anthologic book of his entire work and he talked about how he called up stan winston and that's how he got in he talked to his wife and and uh what are you shaking your head for no nothing oh okay uh but yeah that's uh i mean that, that right there if if you need any more uh of a you know speak to about stan winston uh, right there you know rick baker another god fucking without stan winston we don't have rick baker so you can take that for what it is and it's everything uh but yeah that hotel surgery and arnold looks super fucking creepy it's just legendary it's a legendary scene it's legendary effects uh but we also get another product placement the gargoyles the sunglasses Oh, yeah. uh, fucking another legendary thing. Growing up as a kid, I remember my old man and my uncle fucking had a pair of gargoyles. And they talked about fucking how cool they were because they were the fucking Terminator sunglasses. Do they still make those? I, be- I don't know, actually. I don't know if gargoyles is still a brand, to be honest with you. I know they were big. They got big in, like... The extreme sports uh, world as well, like I remember in like the early 2000s and the, in the late 90s. But I'm not sure if they're still around, to be honest with you. What a fucking awesome name for a sunglasses company, too. Gargoyles. I know, right? Uh, it's crazy, the, the, like, how certain films have like the product placement and they and they carry such weight. And like, like those sunglasses and, you know, just when I worked for Vans... Uh, every time you watch the video, they always brought up Fast Times at Ridgemont High and how, like, you know, after that movie, like, there was, like, a huge surge in the checker the checkerboard slip-ons. Just really cool when that stuff happens. Yeah, absolutely. And Brian just confirmed that Gargoyles has an we- active website. Look at that. So we yeah. might be fucking diving. We might all need a pair of gargoyles here soon. Next time I'm entering with gargoyles forever. You're not entering with a novelization, a license to drive, and Dr. Zevia and, and uh, Veggie Straws. You're entering with gargoyles for everyone. Um, but yeah, uh, Terminator has style in this because we get him in the leather jacket and shit. 
after this. They yeah. gotta make Arnold look cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, obviously, another thing I love that during the, the fire and the fucking, the car chase scene earlier too, where his hair, his eyebrows get singed yeah. off and his hair goes shorter because yeah. he burned all the hair. That is another, like, those are little tiny intricacies that I think people see, notice, but don't talk about how fucking awesome that is. This is gonna be a, maybe a stupid question, but is this the first, like, big movie for him where he's actually in contemporary clothing so yeah uh i mean he did like he had a few movies out before hercules in new york i think was the first film he did oh yeah conan and conan and uh, red sonja um but yeah this is like this was his like crowning moment for after terminator the motherfucker yeah i'm saying this is the first time that he's in like contemporary i I believe so yeah clothing So well, yeah, the whole like awesome, the, a lot of the did. you know a lot of the wardrobe in this is very like that like eighties like punk like oh for sure you feel a big time like the, at the even at the beginning with the with obviously with the punks and and what Arnold puts on and what Michael uh, what Kyle Reese is wearing and it's very uh, it's a very really really cool like punk rock aesthetic oh yeah for sure they had the fucking pyramid studs on the jacket everything the freaking like the driving gloves like yeah (laughs) and i just think about those things all these like little like things too like yeah the like uh i forgot what you call them like the short they called them like the shorty gloves the fingerless gloves and fucking it's just so, so great uh but yes uh something we're gonna talk about in a little bit and i'm gonna get back to it um I'm going to touch upon it, is the, the sex scene where Kyle and Sarah have sex, create John Connor. They conceive no, John Connor. read it the way it's written. I said, <laughs> <laughs> Brian enjoys my notes. I say, they fuck, create John Connor. <laughs> um, Let us fuck. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, <laughs> obviously it's the conception of the leader of the resistance, John Connor. Uh, yes. So... But obviously, the whole, re- the whole reason for the film. For yes, much, right? exactly. They needed to create John Connor. Um, what a how giving Kyle Reese is by not demanding that he be named John Reese. <laughs> well, he doesn't know. I, yeah, you, I, mean, I know you're a good guy. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, but regardless, yeah. So you get the slowed down like pianic version of the, the fucking the terminator theme which is fucking great i th- actually want that to be played at my funeral that music actually plays in the newest terminator game while you oh really yeah so uh so we'll yeah make that happen by the way you can yeah you can play that during my while well, i'm being eulogized uh and then uh, but when I'm being lowered into the ground is when you can play the fucking, the full-fledged <laughs> Brad Fidel fucking... That would be... <laughs> that would be the coolest burial ever. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, obviously, we get the big blowout ending, the big fight with the Terminator. Unfortunately, we lose Kyle Reese. Uh... A casualty of uh, the war, of all wars. The war that potentially ended all. Uh, What are you laughing at? (laughs) No, I just thought, because I want to be cremated, 
I'm like, what would be cool to play while I'm getting cremated? And then I thought, Mr. Sandman, like in Halloween, <laughs> <laughs> Halloween too. I just want to say that they, uh, I hope you know that they don't have like a, they don't, people don't stand there watching it. <laughs> they don't stand around the crematorium and be like, well, there he goes, up in flames. No, but I, it's, it's I'm going to make sure it's notarized. It's a very, and it's a very you have graphic to process. I don't, they don't really, I, I really want to see your body go up in flames. Yeah, yeah, they're, it's not like, it's not like fucking, uh, Freddie, Ernie, and and or, or Bert and uh, Bert and Ernie, <laughs> fucking Freddie, uh, Frank and Bert, fucking burning the fucking the the parts of the zombie in the fucking crematorium. They're not just standing there watching. Body, my choice. You guys have to watch <laughs> me burn. As long as I could put a leather glove that's tattered on your hand and give yourself the thumbs up as you burn. And then. Hire Jamie Lee Curtis that to shit. stand there screaming, let him burn. So, to get really dark right here for a second, I was really curious once my old man di- passed away, died, uh, and he was going to, and he was getting cremated, I was really curious what the process was. It's very fucking archaic and barbaric, honestly. They wrap you, they put you in a bag, they put you in like a cardboard box, they wheel you into the fucking, the burn fucking kiln, they fry you up, they fucking do another round. They fry you again. They scoop all your fucking remains into a fucking, like, a big... Sp- it looks like a big grinder, like a weed grinder. And then they, it shakes and grinds all the bone and shit up. And they just do that until you're fucking... Until you're broken down enough to fucking throw you in a goddamn urn. That's pretty... So wait, so the fire doesn't, like, burn up the bones? Well, no, it won't completely burn up the bone. It's not like that. Well, oh, turn it up hotter and burn up the bone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do we get here? <laughs> it's really fucking barbaric, and I just... I mean, Brian did it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it got really fucking dark. Anyway. It really did, like, quick. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, they fucked. Yeah, created John Connor. We already ran through the whole film. Yeah. Well, I, I, I just want. Uh, we did. Yeah. Can well, we I said the some... big blowout ending. Ah, like... We lose Kyle Reese. Yeah, I just want to point out. I just love like the slow burn when you actually finally do get to see the Terminator like in the metal form. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we that's like talk yeah. about Sarah Connor like grew as a person and. Well, I was getting to the end. You didn't let me finish. She yes, she was juice. obviously. We see her. Uh, pulling into I'm guessing it's gas station. New Mexico. I don't know. I thought it was Mexico. It's uh, Mexico. I think it's supposed to be Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we obviously see that she is bearing child, aka the leader of the resistance, JC, not Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. Do what? you think they met, they did the maybe on purpose? Maybe. Uh, with that, I want to start saying that to fucking random. Like known religious people be like, oh, I'm all about our the leader of our resistance, JC. Oh, you're a believer in Jesus Christ? No, John Connor, motherfucker. Um, but yeah, uh, we obviously see. I think it's a it's a really epic ending. Is seeing her and it, and I think it says a lot. Like the kid taking her picture. Also, he was very reminiscent of Alfredo from Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Three. Taking a picture of someone and then trying to sell them the picture. I always thought it. <laughs> I always thought it was a reference to the Texas. Yeah, <laughs> this came before <laughs> that one. No, the first. Oh yeah, but he, he took the picture. Yeah, the hitchhiker took the picture in the. Yeah, it's definitely not a reference. I'm guessing that's just something 
people do when you venture out to like Texas and hey, Mexico? no, I just meant that because it, it was dad was gonna beat his ass if he didn't get money back for that photo. No, I was just saying because it was actually yeah, at a gas station yeah. like in Leatherface Three. That's why I didn't mention the picture taking in Leatherface and well, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The first it always one. reminded me of the same scene, so I'm mm. with you on that. So awesome. Like he's gonna fucking cut himself. Awesome. Oh. No, we're talking about the third one. <laughs> Can what? we talk about some of the other cool things, like maybe that didn't happen with this film or stuff like that? What do you mean? What didn't happen? What are you talking about? Well, just just like uh, actors that were like supposed to play people or anything like that. Can we talk about that stuff too? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Because I have a well, lot of random stuff to talk about too, so... Well, let's hear it. This the is the room. time to spill it. Well, Start spilling, I Tyler's. Yeah, I'm just going to sit here and listen. I don't want to go talk ahead. over we're anyone. Let's go out. one at a time. Eric, go ahead. Spew some facts. No, I just thought it was interesting that Stallone and Mel Gibson like were offered the role first, but they both turned it down. Um, and I read that the studio really wanted O.J. Simpson to play the to play the Terminator. Well, he did, <laughs> which, but like, <laughs> which like bog- yeah, he did it a completely different way. But that fucking boggled my mind. Like I was like, yeah, it's so. I mean, because the film isn't what it is without Arnold. That's the bottom line. The franchise isn't well, what it is without Arnold. I mean, Stallone could have done it for sure. Yeah, he, I don't yeah. think Stallone could have touched what Arnold did. Okay, guys. And I love Stallone, but I don't think he could have played. I don't think it would have been as. Listen, I love Arnold to death. I'm not saying that. Are anything. you sure? Because like, it sounds like you're shitting on him. He makes the films. I just think. What if Stallone did it? Do you think the films would be bad? I don't think that they would be bad. I don't think that I would enjoy them the same way. I think knowing Stallone as the Terminator... uh, I mean, Mel Gibson... If Stallone Stallone was the Terminator, he would have been the... I mean, he already is one of them, but he would have by far been the greatest action star of all time. So do you think Arnold holds that title because he got the role in Terminator? I don't think anybody holds the role. I think that's it's a split. But I'm saying, if Stallone, with what he's done... That's a fucking hot take. If, think about it. If Think about everything Stallone has done now. And then picture him... If Schwarzenegger was never the Terminator and it was Stallone, <laughs> I mean, how could you not say... Think about all the... I'm not saying that he wouldn't be, but that's not I'm the case. I'm picturing Terminator lines and Sylvester Stallone's voice, and it makes me laugh. But I bet I'd be saying the same thing about Arnold if Sylvester Stallone. Played yeah, you would be. So anyway, enough about that because that's I, that's like I feel like uh, it seems like I'm throwing shade at Arnold and I'm not because Arnold is. Amazing You're not. I, well, I mean, Sylvester's got. Hey, can I get your clothes, your imagine boots, if, and your motorcycle? Yeah. Imagine if it was uh, if it was OJ though. <laughs> He'd have been wearing the gloves already. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Maybe Ford would have fucking put a white Bronco in there. Hey, OJ's, oh OJ's been dragged what? enough. Dragged? I'm he just, fuck. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not going to defend OJ, too, against you guys. Um, but... I'll, I, I can, I'll, I'll, I'm all for the fucking defending uh, Stallone, uh, you know, playing the role. But I'm I ain't defending OJ. Saying, I'm saying, uh, so let's, let's turn it around. If Arnold Schwarzenegger was Rocky and he was also uh, John Rambo... I, I think that's what I think that's the thing like because it's so it's so ingrained in us I definitely couldn't picture Arnold as Rocky because I feel well, like it would just be too much like 
<laughs> I, I just couldn't picture it. Yo, Adrian, <laughs> did you come here? <laughs> Polly, don't hit her. <laughs> you can't win. Um, all right, but uh, yeah. So imagine uh, OJ Simpson. Yeah, I don't know. I just like picturing. I'm picturing the cover in my head. OJ in the shades. I can picture. I I think that the the Cobra one, the Cobra cover, is obviously slightly trying to rip off the Terminator cover, the original. Uh, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, they are similar. Yeah. Glasses, gun holding up. Come on, come on, come on. I love Stallone. I own all Stallone's greatest works, but let's not fucking compare you, Stallone I to Arnold. Secretly dis- you you put Stallone pretty far on your. You know what? We need to pot about just. We need to just bullshit about action movies and action stars, and uh, we need to get to the bottom of who you know. Who it is? Who's the best? Who is it? I mean, it's got to be Arnold. And, I mean, I think there's a debate for... How you say I Arnold? think there's a debate with Jean-Claude Van Damme being a very close second. All right, first off, if I ask... I love Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> but if I ask 50 people on the street who's the greatest action star, not one of them is saying Jean-Claude. You might get they're either saying Sly, They're saying Sly or they're saying <laughs> Arnold. I love how it sounds... You might get two. <laughs> Honestly, you might even get a Bruce Willis in there. Calm down, jeez. Bruce fucking Willis. Let's have fucking Uncle Remus in the fucking running then too. He's the regular yes, Joe Uncle Action Remus, star. a catfish are you? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're we're getting way off topic. I apologize. I'm well, I didn't know this turned into an Arnold shit shit shit. It's fat. not. I'm just saying you. I think that you you're very quick to say that Arnold is the greatest action star of all time. I, I just don't know if that's well, Eric. Where's the lie? Know. Has Sylvester out, Stallone done said. an action comedy? Yeah. What do you say? Like a million of them. Oh, okay. Has he done a superhero movie? Yeah, jingle all the way. Judge Dredd. No, uh, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, idiot. Sylve- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Stallone done an action Robin? comedy? Yeah, Tango and Cash. Besides that? Have you seen Batman and Robin? Great movie. I'm talking about Sylvester Stallone here. But yeah, he did do Judge Dredd. I'll give him that. Um, how Has he done as many action comedies as Arnold? Probably uh, not. Stop or my mom will shoot. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, they're equal. They I mean, they're two legendary guys that portrayed oh. multiple legendary roles. Has Sylvester Stallone done like a sword and sandal movie like Conan? He did a porno. Hell yeah. <laughs> that he did. Did you actually see his cock? Easy, Sean. That's a shot. Sean I get why you're asking, but that's not what people are going to think. Because you see Arnold's cock. Come on. Anyway. Yeah, and you see freaking Tom Cruise's dog and freaking All the Right Moves, right? Nobody cares. I'll say I personally... if and I. You do, also get to see Leah. Can you shut the fuck up for five <laughs> seconds? <laughs> Actually, no one asked for my opinion, so... No what? Well, I want your opinion, Candyman. Oh. Yeah, let's hear it. BT's a huge Steven Seagal guy. <laughs> I, Steven Seagal. I mean, can we all agree that Steven Seagal isn't in the, even in the top to five of action up. stars? 
I'm sorry. Uh, let's see, top five. I personally think Arnold... <laughs> I personally would say Arnold is my favorite, but I think him and Sylvester Stallone are objectively equal. That's interesting. Okay. And that's because Arnold did Sword and Sandal and Sylvester did porn. If they... If so you're comparing his work in Conan to Stallone's porno, I think that's a little bit more highbrow than Stallone's friggin' Yo, hey Lynn, you want to take a little suck? <laughs> yeah, how you gonna mock it? Like Arnold doesn't have a distinct ass voice. He does now. <laughs> either a porn would either of them would. Neither either. one of them could fucking read a script without someone laugh, not laughing. And listen, they're boys. They work together. Well, I would, I would like to say that I think the Terminator has this really great, like early '80s, like gritty, low budget action, futuristic feel that I think maybe is why I preferred it. Also, I saw it first. I think one and two are about equal, and I get why everybody. Prefers the second one. I do, because I think they did make it bigger and better. And we'll talk about that next month. Well, they're, well, but, they're both, like, stylized to, like, the time frame. But, like, I feel like two is, like, extremely. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think the first one, for mm. me, I personally... I feel like two is timeless. I feel like I, I it's timeless. Alright. I'm just talking about my opinion for a second. Yeah, continue. I just made a it's statement. It's not a debate. I think... Yeah, I think I just enjoy watching the first one a little more. Yeah, because the first one's like raw and gritty. All right, I'll say yeah. this: with I think Terminator, 1984 is the Terminator, and 1991's Terminator Two: Judgment Day are bad. Those two movies, you can't find two Stallone movies that are even in the ballpark of being even near as good. I completely disagree on that, but that's just me. Or say Rocky? I love. Uh, I wouldn't even say. I wouldn't even say the first Rocky. I would say. I would say Rocky Four is my favorite Rocky, and I think it's. Well, yeah. I mean, on a personal level, I think it's. Uh, but to, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think on a grand stage, maybe you're right. I don't, does, does Stallone have that movie that was as big as Terminator Two? I maybe like not like when it, not the hype when it was first coming out. I don't. I think the so, first Rocky was very pop. It was very popular and made a lot of money, but Terminator Two. That's the whole thing. Is like, I, I think we're getting too far into like debating, like yes. which one's better. And don't get me wrong, I love the Rocky franchise. I love the First Blood franchise. I love so Cobra. I, I love Cobra. I love all those things, and I love I love everything Arnold's done too. But I'm. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Before I say any more, Sean, do you have anything you've been wanting to say? No, I'm just having a lot of fun with this. Oh, okay. I'd also like to say because... Has, has Arnold ever made a movie as close to Over the Top? What? Are you kidding? I love Over the Top, but... <laughs> I love Over the Top. I love Tango and Cash. I love all of his... I love... Jingle all the way. Listen... No matter what, both of them have made their mark, and they're they're two of the best ever. But let's stop For talking sure, about man. Stallone. We've I, talked about way too much I Stallone on this. Started like five 
times a sentence that has been cut off every time, and it was about the Terminator and only the Terminator. Continue. Thanks. I know this is very boring after everything we just talked about, but I think it's James Cameron's writing is really great. He wrote it, right? Yeah. With of, some, with he had uh, help from a female counterpart, and I'm not sure what her name is. It I'm sure he did, me. but James Cameron's always on point with this as the character development, which is hard to really do in an action movie that's constantly moving. But you can definitely say that Sarah Connor is a different person between the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie. Oh There's yeah, obviously yeah. Evolution, and even with Kyle Reese, he definitely. There's an evolution that he doesn't even realize because he goes into it just thinking that he's a soldier on a mission, but he's actually the father of the future. Exactly. He conceived John Connor, the father of the future. Is that what we're calling it? Imagine going back in time and banging your friend's mom. What? That's what happens. (laughs) That's what, that's what, how Sean likes to look at it. And He's not wrong. Um, no, I mean, technically he's not wrong. I mean, it starts out, I mean, it gets sent from the future, so who sends him? I got a lot of respect for for John for not telling Kyle because he could have gotten, like, nervous or something. I could have gotten performance anxiety. In, just in case, just in case Gail Ann heard is uh listens to this she won't but she also assisted in the writing and william wisher uh, was credited for additional dialogue uh as well i just wanted to point that out but also i didn't know that did English you know this eric so uh, i could she she'll listen to this no i'm lying wait you didn't no, I don't know why. I'm like that was a really elaborate lie. Brian's I like I interviewed Gail and heard. Uh, yeah, she was really she's working. She was uh, hanging out. In the I did. I interviewed this other oh. female for a paper in college, and I'm like, what if it was Gail and But yeah, this is James Cameron's big film. This is what put him on the map. It wasn't Piranha Two: The Spawning. Um, I love that movie. It is great, but. But yes, this put James Cameron on the map too, and James Cameron's went on to be probably the most accomplished filmmaker of all time, as far as financials go. Um, you know, Titanic, Avatar, the fucking twelve Avatars that are coming out in the next fucking fourteen years. Yeah, I was gonna say, dude, I, I can't believe how many Avatars that he signed on to do. That's like insane. There's like he's gonna make five of them. Yeah, he already made one. But- but yeah, he has like several Avatars planned. Five Avatars, you were saying, Eric. I think it's, yeah, there's five. I think all the way to 2025, I think. Something like that. I'll look it up. I mean, I'm sure they'll push those dates around, but. Yeah, but regardless, yeah, let's let's wrap up our our Terminator talk. Closing thoughts on the Terminator. I think the theme, I think the title track, the theme by Brad Fidel is amazing. I think it's one of the most brilliant pieces of, filmography or filmography brilliant pieces of composed music for a film ever i'll say this about it i think it's honestly it's one of the most important films in history i mean i think the time period the director the actors uh, what what it's meant the franchise 
Um, I, yeah, I mean, not only just some like sci-fi action, I think it's one of the most important films in history. 100%. What Sarah Connor is to John Connor, Terminator is to Terminator 2. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a great, great comparison. It's the, it's the mother of the future. <laughs> exactly. It's um definitely one of my favorite action sci-fi films of all time, along with the second one. And if it definitely made Arnold a star, one hundred like he was, he was getting there. He was somebody before, but he was he here was now. the man after this. Sean, closing thoughts. Oh uh, no, it's a great movie. Like I said, when I rewatched this past Tuesday, yeah, this past Tuesday. I used to fall in the same boat where I thought Terminator 2 was better than 1, but I'm like, holy shit, I'm like, this movie's actually really fucking good. Yeah, well, yeah, that's why I think the power of 2 is so huge, and it's so big, and it's so grand that it, it kind overshadows. of it overshadows it, yeah. And uh, 1 is the first, the original is, like Brian said, it is the... It, it is Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor fucking to create <laughs> the greatness that is... Terminator 2. So yeah. without that, we don't have Terminator 2. And Terminator 1984, the Terminator is fucking grand. I agree. Yes. <laughs> Why'd you... Okay. Uh, so, uh, I'm really curious. Uh, one, I love the cover art. The original poster art is fucking amazing. It's brilliant. It's iconic. It's everything. The music, the composed music by Brad Fidel, obviously fucking genius, amazing. Literally, I could hear it. I want it played when I'm dead. When my fucking last breath is taken, I want that shit fucking played. But if you had to rate this movie on a scale 1 to 10, what are you giving The Terminator 1984? 10. 10. What do you... I, yeah, I mean... I, I give Ghostbusters a 10, so I'm going to give Terminator a 9.5. Does only Ghostbusters have a 10? Yes. I'm going to give it a 9.5 because the second one's better. I'm going to go with Eric, 9.5 because T2 is better. I, but It's really unfair. That's not unfair. We're going to talk about why T2 is better, believe me. But is with Guns N' Roses on the soundtrack of Terminator 1, Brian? No. Perfect. Well, perfect example. I give a lot of movies a ton that don't have Guns N' Roses on the soundtrack. Well, that's a perfect example. Is Mr. Brownstone... Better than Rocket Queen? No, Mr. Brownstone's a 9.5. Rocket Queen's a 10. What do you want? And on that note... That's a great that, statement. Yeah. Uh, you thank, just cut it off right there. Yeah, well, th- thank you for listening to uh, us talk about uh, The Terminator. 1984's The Terminator. Uh, and I keep saying that because I know in three years they're going to come out with a fucking either a remake or another or a sequel to it called Ter- Terminator or The Terminator. Just like they did that with Predator and Halloween. I hate that. Don't make a sequel to a fucking iconic film with the same goddamn name. Wrap because you're Jesse. going to confuse <laughs> some damn dumb idiot and it's going to piss me off because i got to specify what year. And I was just doing that because... It's kind of like we have three movies with Halloween. Yeah, exactly. Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. <clears throat> anyway, yes, thank you for listening. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify and Google Podcasts and wherever the fuck. And you can find us on Instagram at HardGuyMedia. You can find us on Twitter at HardGuyMedia. Comment. Don't say anything. Say everything. Follow us. Don't follow us. I don't give a fuck. Uh... We and, care, actually. We want you to follow us and leave a comment, please. Yeah, you. Yeah, we really appreciate all our listeners. 
Yep. Unlike the host. Listen, if you've made it this far, yeah, I appreciate you. Uh, thanks. Bye.